What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news with a touch of what, Terrence? Good old humor. Good old humor, man. Mm. It is the midweek. Okay, we are recording in the middle of the week. So, how has your week been, man, Terrence? Um, yeah, I think it's a. Uh it's been a, quite a slow news week, uh, I have to mm. say. So uh, I I think on subreddit people are asking, "Hey, where you guys have been refreshing, hitting refresh again and again?" But what I haven't seen any new new podcast come up. Uh. Mm. But uh, you you think that after like almost three or four days without uh without a podcast, we'd have a lot to talk about? Yeah. But honestly, it's not It's not the case. Uh. Yeah, I was uh, sad also, man. Like, uh, I was hoping that, yeah, like, there'll be a, we would have to debate about topics to talk about. I mean, there is big news. Uh. Yeah, yeah. There's big, big news, news that, I mean, which we are going to talk about, but we'll try and make it exciting. Um, yeah. It's almost info that you should know. You should know. Mm. But is it going to be life-changing? I don't know, man, Terrence. Yeah. It's, yeah, it is life-changing uh, in, in the sense that, uh, yeah, it's just one step closer to confirmation of a big life change. I wonder if people are listening to this wonderful intro and thinking, ah, fuck, why am I wasting my time on this podcast about these two people talking about life, non, I mean, potentially life-changing news? Potentially life-changing, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So why should they listen? Uh? Why? Uh, why, there's Because, I mean, uh, people, I, I don't know, how do we describe the thousands of listeners of Yalabat can be wrong. Mm. Uh, which which leads us into our plug as well, right? Which yeah. is we are literally even coming up to our three hundredth episode of Yalabad. Yeah. Three hundred episode of this format of Harish and Terence uh you know uh, cutting through current affairs and, and giving out little opinions with a slice of humor. Mm. Um pretty crazy, yeah. Three hundred episodes. Three hundred episodes. And yeah. To commemorate that, we're having an AMA episode as the 300th episode. So mm. AMA is the it's not AMA, it's the Ask Me Anything episode. Mm. So if you have some burning questions that you haven't gotten a chance to ask, uh, we have a Reddit thread that's been started for anyone to ask us any question at all. This will be, I think, our fourth AMA episode. So yeah, feel free and we'll do our best to answer every single question. Yeah, yeah. Every single question. I think I think, I think there's maybe about almost about twenty questions already. Mm. So so yeah, feel free to add to that. Yeah, we'll put the link in the show notes. Yeah. And yeah, I guess we can jump into the the first topic, man. It's uh yeah, momentous uh, momentous day in in Singapore's uh political scene, right? Yeah, I remember you were very excited when you heard the news. Uh yeah, then I read deeper, and then actually there wasn't much else. Like, Don't yeah. see that, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that. We let the uh, let let the listener form their own judgment. Okay, man. okay, fine, fine. Yeah, so, what is what are the big headlines? Uh, I mean, the the biggest headline is that uh, Lawrence Wong, who has been you know the designated leader of the four G as of April this year, has been promoted to DPM, Deputy Prime Minister, as part of the latest round of cabinet changes, lah. Mm. Um, there were other appointments, but that was the one that 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 took the headlines, lah. Yeah, so and, uh, I, yeah. I found it a bit of a stretch that they called it a cabinet reshuffle, because not much, not much shuffling going on. Uh. Yeah, it's it just, was. A... It's pretty much just the 
just taking out your ace of ace of spades is just just showing it lah. Yeah, it's like you you like the deck of cards. You're not doing any fancy fancy shuffling. It's just you know cutting the deck in half, yeah. cutting it another time, and that's why yeah. that's why it's been termed like the minimalist cabinet reshuffle by the an, uh, analyst lah. Mm-hmm. By the but analyst in news. But more than just Lawrence Wong lah, right? There's a couple other names as well. Yeah, yeah, there were a couple of other names which you will get to. Mm. Um, but why were you so excited when you heard the news? Eh? Because I was. When I first heard the headline or saw the headline, whatever, I was kind of expecting um, sort of announcements of where everyone else would fall into place lah, with Lawrence mm. Wong at the helm. So, so like maybe uh, if he was the first DPM, maybe there's a second DPM, whether it was Chan Chun Singh or Ong Yi Kang or one of them, you know, to sort of tell you where, where things are headed lah, and then what's the 4G cabinet going to look like, lah, right? Mm. Um, but yeah, we we got none of that, man. We got, we we just got a couple of like small promotions and, you know, people moving, uh, moving here and there, but nothing, nothing big, lah. No, no, nothing from the, the you know the original candidates for PM, lah, right? Yeah, there was nothing big. Also, what you're saying is that you thought okay, Lawrence Wong was like the the first of of many, like a whole chain reaction of reshuffling. Yeah, I thought it'd be like every day I'm shuffling, like you know, like everyone shuffling and dancing. Like musical chairs, like that, lah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, everybody stand up. I don't know whether like the younger listeners know what the game musical chairs is about. Um, yeah, that's why I say shuffling, like you know, shuffling the dance move, Harish. Even that is damn old, lah, dude. Yeah, it's not as old as musical it's chairs. It's fucking old, dude. Now musical you don't chairs, see. Yeah, like you're no. like you're like from the sixties or something. Hey, retro chairs. is coming back, man. Retro <laughs> is coming back, like the 60s. shuffle dance. 60s is like it's like Mary Poppins or something. Right? Yeah, if it's 60s, did you ever play musical chess? You grew up in the 60s, is it? It's like it's in the realm of Captain's Ball, uh, Captain's Ball. Yeah, maybe people know like uh, Captain's Ball, Captain's Ball. Yeah, do, do you think kids today yeah. play Captain's Ball? Uh no lah, no I la. don't think so, right? They got so many options already. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, last time what was a hop hopscotch, hopscotch also. Scotch, uh, reg- uh, dog and bone, dog and bone, dog and bone, Pepsi Cola, Pepsi Cola, the fro- freeze, ice, yeah. ice freeze yeah, or something. Ice, ice. But I remember Captain's Ball was like the default, uh, the easiest spot that a PE teacher could get your class to play. Yeah, 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 correct. Because correct. it was like, um, I mean, it, it's just need a chair, easy. <laughs> yeah, I just need a couple of chairs. Very, un- very unlikely that people get seriously hurt from playing Captain's Ball. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and uh, the 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 range of uh. The skills you need to be good at Captain's Ball are very minimal, right? Yeah, if you're it's tall, you yeah, you yeah. got an advantage. La. Exactly. It's not like other right. sports like basketball or football where you kind of, you know, you need a bit of skill to be able to do certain things, la, right? No, that's why nowadays, like, what, what do people, what is, you, do you think there's a default default thing that, that PE teachers resort to? Um, I was just thinking about it, la, that, that they have a lot of different options now, like floorball, you know, they have... But still uh, need equipment, right, Evan? Correct, correct, correct. Um, like Captain's Ball, literally just an open space. You have like a roundish object and two stools or chairs and you're done, man. Yeah. Yeah, but but I mean, the, just the fact that they have so many more options, maybe maybe uh, kids are more demanding these days. Maybe they do yeah. like CrossFit or like CrossFit. F45 or something. F45. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they have a club F45 ECA in the school. F45 for kids. But anyway, wow. yeah. Wow. Yes, correct. Why are we talking about that? Oh, because you're talking about Musical the, chairs. the shuffle, the shuffle. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. The musical chairs, yes. Yeah. So I mean, okay. So now, now I understand, like, because maybe you were thinking, oh, maybe some other ministry 
it has the the long time minister steps down and there's a new person who steps up. But no, like, it was just the main thing was Lawrence Wong became DPM and not even first or second DPM. He just became DPM yeah. alongside uh, Heng Sui Kiat and who's the second one? Ng Yen Han, is it? So Ng Yen he stepped down, right? Is oh, he DPM? stepped down. Did oh, he? one or two deputy prime ministers. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, okay, okay. So so together with Sugar Daddy Heng. Lah. Mm-hmm, that's but right. then it hey, also no, no. now Sugar Daddy Wong already. Uh, ex. Oh yeah, correct. Uh. Now yeah, it's just Daddy former, Hing. Former Sugar Daddy Hing here. Yeah. Sugar Daddy Wong and Daddy Hing. Or Emeritus Sugar Daddy lah. Yeah, Emeritus <laughs> <laughs> Sugar Daddy Hing. Yeah, correct. Then, but it did also say that Lawrence Wong will be the acting PM in the absence of PM Lee. Mm, mm. So it's almost like he's almost stepped up and like leapfrog. Uh. The, the Daddy Hang lah. That is true, that is true. Because it's not a, I think it's not a small role either, being acting PM. Um, you know, anytime PM is travelling or on holiday or anything, someone mm. needs to be working and making decisions, right? So so that's, being the acting PM kind of gives you that that uh, exposure lah. And he also took on another uh, senior role. He's the strategy head or the head of strategy for the, because within the PM, uh, I mean within Parliament, there's a there's an executive committee or or something like that. Yes, Mr. Lawrence Wong will assume responsibility for the strategy group within the Prime Minister's office, taking mm. over from Daddy Heng. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Daddy Heng, I hope I hope he's doing okay, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure it's fine. It's been so, it's been a while already. So then just to speed through the other cabinet appointments, in case it mm. comes up in dinner conversations uh, for you guys listening, um, these are some, some some little nuggets of info that you can use to show that you have your finger on the pulse. Mm. Okay, so Mr. Tan Kiat Hao, he, he used to be at the NTUC, I think. Then he came back to government and then now he's going to be promoted to Senior Minister of State. Then mm. Mr. Eric Chua promoted to Senior Parliamentary Secretary, Miss Rahayu Mazam, promoted to Senior Parliamentary Secretary and will take up a new appointment in the Ministry of Law. So there mm. were a few candidates that only joined politics in like the 2015 election. Like. Dr. Yes. Ko Po Kun will be appointed Senior Minister of State in the Ministry of Sustainability and Environment. Miss Sun Shueling, okay, a familiar name, appointed Minister of State in the Ministry of Home Affairs. Mm. Mr. Desmond Tan will be appointed Minister of State in the PM's office. And Bayam King, Mr. Bayam King will be appointed Senior Parliamentary Secretary in the Ministry of Sustainability and Environment. Mr. Chi Hong Tat will be appointed Senior Minister of State in the Ministry of Finance. And holy shit, I'm falling asleep just reading that, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. it was Mr. Chi Hong Tat who will leave the NTUC. Yes, yes, correct. Okay. Um, if you're listening and you still remember any of that, kudos to you, man. Mm, mm. Yeah, but I mean they're just. Uh, I I think from what I understand, it's it's yeah like just it's a uh, certain promotions. You know when you go from minister of state to senior minister of state, uh, but also recognition of your capabilities. Because uh, yeah. mm-hmm. I think they've only been they've only been office for uh, under two years, right? Yeah, a lot yeah. of those that a lot of those that like Tan Kiat Hao for example. Only came in in twenty twenty, yeah. He's only yeah, been in office correct, for correct. less than two years. So, 
So, I mean, the one thing that stood out the most for me as I read through all of this, right, it really felt like um, I was reading the leaderboard for, like, fantasy football or something. Because mm. even, you know, like, like the, the cabinet changes or something, the way they do it is like a football formation, you know. There's, like, mm. the PM, the DPM, and then the, the senior ministers, uh, like, Teo Chihan, Tar, uh, Shanmugam, no, Tarman, and it just felt like, wow, like, you know, the, the way they talk is like, okay, this person has has been promoted here, so this is his future. And it just feels like, wow, that's that's almost like you work in a company, but your total, like, your promotions are all public. Lah. Yeah, yeah, correct, correct. Did that strike you as a bit like, uh, like a bit weird like that? Uh, for ministers? Yeah, I mean, okay, I'm assuming this happens in, in most countries, lah, that it's all public info. Um, but it just felt like, wow, the just I, I guess maybe the last the last time there was a reshuffle was when Heng Sui Kiat uh, stepped down as the leader of the 4G la, right mm-hmm. yeah I think that was when there were seven ministries with seven min- new ministers uh. yeah that that was a that was a shuffle la. yeah back then there was a lot of uh, so called reading of the tea leaves la, right I think uh, people were looking at the cabinet positions to sort of discern who the next PM or at least the next the, the next uh leadership would be like right the next like, yeah, layer yeah. of leadership. Yeah. But uh yeah you it, it it I think it really came down to what happened the last two years with COVID like, right? with and uh you know the presence that Lawrence Wong was during the period of COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh like your like your like him on him, he was basically the face of Singapore's response to COVID. Like. Yeah, correct, correct. Yeah. So so then okay so as you read through and did all the research and all like were there were there were there any things that stuck out that you think was yeah hey, I didn't think of it that way man well um so I think some some I think I read in I think in the South China Morning Post article that uh this is a much earlier announcement of of the PM designate taking up the DPM role. Mm. Compared to Heng Sui Kiet, who took out DPM role only six months after he was first identified as the leader of the 4G. Mm. Whereas for and this one, yeah. it's a much more accelerated process. It seems like there's confirmation already la, that Lawrence Wong is the is the guy, is the is the man. Mm. And uh yeah, la, this they only needed two months to, you know, push him up to DPM role. Yeah, that's why, that's why when you told me and you were so excited, I was like, I wonder why Terrence is so excited because it felt like this is almost an inevitability. You know? mm. right, I think everyone everyone kind of feels it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's it's about the, you know, the little details like that about like how fast they're accelerating the process now. Because just don't forget, we are way behind schedule already. By right, uh, I think uh, Lee Hsien Long did say he wanted to step down before he turned 70, right? Mm, uh, but that was pre-COVID, lah. Pre-COVID, yeah. So we are way beyond schedule already. So I I can only see a further acceleration of the of the process, Because uh, the next, I think the next election that needs to take place before what twenty twenty five or something. Mm. Um, yeah, we're already yeah. we're already almost halfway. We're almost halfway there already, lah. So yeah. you need, I think, if you really want to convince the electorate, you need uh, a good runway to to push. To push Lawrence Wong as the next leader of the PAP, lah. Yeah, and and that's one thing that that stuck out to me is like, wow, it it really feels like there's a plan in place, lah. 
there's there's a plan in place and like I mean it's interesting because of the 4G leaders who were being considered as the potential new PM it was Ong Ong Ikang um, Chan Chun Seng Desmond Tan and Lawrence Wong right Mm. now there's almost like a clear favourite that everybody would agree on I mean mean about him being the clear favourite now it feels like there's probably some plans as to who will be his DPM even though like uh, PM Lee said Lawrence Wong would choose in future, but but oh, it just I I it feels like this deserves its own TV show, and I TV and I can show. I can finally understand why there there there's, there's there have been political shows in the past that some people created and and got a lot of traction because it's so damn interesting, man. Mm-hmm. Like what happens behind closed doors? Because even when uh, Lawrence Wong was elected leader of the four G uh, team, like there were fifteen out of nineteen. That voted for him. Who are the four, man? Mm. Who are the four? Yeah. Yeah, and it yeah, just yeah. feels like, wow, there's so much um, going on. And I think one thing I read that was interesting was that um, before PM Lee, the PM was Go Chok Tong, right? You yes. know, Uncle Scarecrow. Yes. Right. So uh, what, what someone pointed out was that when Go Chok Tong took over, it was already kind of hinted that at some point, Lee Sen Lung would take over. Mm. Right. So in mm. that sense, like, okay, you knew Lee Kuan Yew was going to be around, Go Chok Tong take, takes over, um, at some point, Lee Sen Lung might take over. It almost felt like, okay, la, there's a there's a plan. La. Um, mm. And now it's like, wow, Lawrence Wong, this, this is like the, the he, it's, a, it's a new frontier almost. Yeah, yeah, it is. And, and I think uh, some of the interesting things that I'm seeing on the internet are people are asking whether... You know, does Lawrence Wong, uh, you know, speak Malay la, on the mm. show language? Because I don't think, I don't remember, I don't think I've seen any speeches of Lawrence Wong speaking Malay. Mm. So, um, maybe maybe this chance as, as acting as acting PM, uh, mm. the role as acting PM, he, he probably might need to be taking language lessons to brush up a little bit and all but that. But the good right? thing about Malay is that it still uses the, the alphabet la. Mm-hmm. So if I if I if I wrote something down in Malay, you'd be able to read it also, I just need to work yeah. on the pronunciation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, but uh, the the good thing is that Lawrence Wong, I think public speaking wise, in English, she's really pretty there already, lah, right? Yeah. So and yeah, he just needs to work on, I guess, uh, pronunciation and, and diction and and everything, lah. Really? Like pronunciation and diction, not bad, right? No, no, I'm talking about for for Mandarin and and for Malay. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just so, happened to chance upon the clip of him kind of like tearing up in parliament uh, when mm. he was talking about the healthcare workers in 2020. And you know like how previously when we were we were dissecting the videos of other MPs or, or people crying in parliament, Rose Wong mm. really felt them real. Oh, is it? Yeah, it really felt them real. And it was a long time where he took to collect himself and... Yeah, it just felt it just felt like like real, and I guess maybe even the context of the time also being in the in the thick of COVID, that it just carried some weight, lah. Yeah, I mean, and the fact that he, I mean, he followed. I guess he followed through all the way, lah, with the MMTF. Yeah, yeah, he correct, didn't, correct. He didn't leave halfway or anything, lah, right? Yeah, correct, correct. So and I mean, it had its ups and downs, but uh, he was there all the way, lah. Yeah, the one thing that I did. Uh, get surprised initially by was the fact that I saw like an article on on August Man about Lawrence Wong. I was like, wow, this guy, pol- politics, fashion, everything. But then I click, is the actor Lawrence Wong? 
Oh yeah, don't get that mixed up. Yeah. So I wonder how Lawrence Wong, the actor, feels when he finds out the next PM is going to be Lawrence Wong, because you know, if you are in the media space, if you are an actor, you you want to kind of own your name on the internet, lah. Mm, mm. You know, then like it just feels like when pe- when he hears people talking about Lawrence Wong, he has to do that double take, lah. Is, is it me or is it the other Lawrence? I'm yeah. sure he's not the happiest that Lawrence Wong is becoming PM. Uh, just from from that perspective, lah. Like, if you ask me, would I want uh, Harish Delani to become a PM? I'd be like, fuck no, man. No. Mm-hmm. Would you Would you be okay if uh, Terence Chow became PM? I think I'll be okay. Yeah. Really? You know how many times you'll have to explain or like hear the damn joke? Hey, Terence Chow. Oh, you know, like what, well, like PM like that? You'd be okay with that? Like Correct. a lifetime of that, or at least five years of that? Yeah, I think it's okay. I, I mean, doesn't really matter to me what people joke about that much, huh? Really? Oh, make fun of that. Yeah. <laughs> really, Terence? Really, really. Really? When you reach, a, when you reach my level of maturity. Yeah, hey, fuck off. <laughs> la. The next thing you're going to say is, you know when you have a kid, Harish, when you have a yes, kid, a kid, something will be unlocked in you. Kid, all that yeah. matters, all that matters is that, you know, uh, what, what your kid thinks of you. La. Nonsense. Nonsense. Yeah. I bet yeah. if I change my name to Terence, you'll be like, hey, fuck you. La. Why you, why you change your name to Terence? Yeah, it's fine. But but the, the, the I think one thing about the, the Lawrence Wong the actor is that he I mean most of his work is in China la. oh yeah so that's true la. people I mean his English name is not a huge uh, it's not as hugely important la, you know compared to the Chinese name mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. whereas for Lawrence Wong I think is the I mean PM that's in that Lawrence Wong it's uh, slightly different so right? the Chinese name is not the same no no it's not the same yeah. it's not even related or remotely close I don't believe so yeah I need to check that but but uh it's definitely I mean, it won't be it won't be the same one now i see i see yeah. yep but but yeah like i mean in some way <laughs> you know going back to this about the the big shuffle that didn't happen and instead we got a minimalist shuffle there are certain ministries that just you know you can't fuck around with the ministers there like i think vivian balakrishnan has been a minister of foreign affairs since 2015 Mm. Shamugam has been Minister of Law since 2008. 14 years, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it just feels like even the last reshuffle, these were not touched. La. Yeah, and Hen also, 11 uh, years, Ministry defense, of Defense. Right? So yeah. defense, law, you know, all these are really important portfolios. And foreign affairs, uh, right? Foreign affairs, yeah. We still, I mean, I, Vivian Balakrishnan, wasn't he touted as 4G as well? Don't know, eh? Yeah. Like maybe he was on the borderline 4G, 3G. Yeah. yeah he's like he's like the Zillennial, right? Yeah, the, the Zillennial. The close to Gen Xers who identify as millennials. Yeah. He's yeah, like, yeah. like one of those caught in the middle. He's the baby of the four the 3Gs, <laughs> but the oldie the oldest, of the 4Gs. The, uh. yeah. He's the uncle <laughs> of all the, the 4Gs. Yeah. Like he has lunch by himself. You know, he's like trying the, to use all the bu- catchphrases that 4G the 4G <laughs> uses. <laughs> That he doesn't know the catchphrases of the 3G. He knows, he knows, <laughs> but he just, it's just so cringy when he uses it, like, right? You know? <laughs> yeah. No wonder but, Vivian B sometimes seems a little uptight. Uh. It's, it's tough being caught in the middle, uh, you know? Yeah, tough being caught in the middle. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah man. Yeah, it's a, I think it's a, whatever it is, at least this is a very clear, it's a clear, uh, no more fun and games already, lah. Uh. This is the next PM, and uh, we at least now it's, it's clear for everyone to know, lah. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, 
as we've seen in the past few years, never say never, man. You never know. You never true. know. True, true. You true. never know. You never know. True. But he's, I he's mean, got a tough road ahead of him, lah. Yeah, this, man. I think this all these issues with inflation and the recession are, wow. There's a there's another nut he has to crack before he becomes PM. Uh. Yeah, and I mean, the the thing is, like, he's he's still going to be minister of finance, um, and DPM. And then he's going to assume the lead of the, the the responsibility for the strategy council. Like, holy shit, man. Yeah. When he was just strap a GoPro to the Especially as of Finance, uh, just a lot of tough, tough financial decisions to be made. Uh. Yeah. Mm. Exactly, man. Which segues perfectly yes. to our next oh. topic. Nice, nice, nice. About the intersection of very tough financial decisions, uh, you know, between institutions and... Uh, and the citizens as well, right? Yes. Correct. But And what is this hot topic? This hot topic is um, the news that a Singaporean couple has been ordered by the court to split the $1 million that was presented to them uh, when they got married. Um, mm. And I say them with a slight caveat because apparently it was presented by the father of the groom to the groom himself, but it was done at the tea ceremony. Both of which are details that will be relevant as we dive into it. But, um, yeah, so this is clearly the goofy topic. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, what what, made you, what what tickled your fancy to, to speak about this? Huh? Um, I guess as a, in Chinese custom, right? Yeah. Uh, the tea ceremony is a very big part of the, the wedding ceremony. So, usually gifts, a lot of gifts... Uh, from family uh, are presented during this tea ceremony, right? Mm. And yeah, I, 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 I mean, usually you present these gifts, and and it's supposed to be like, uh, not I mean, a transfer of wealth, a transfer of luck and happiness to the to the couple as well, right? Mm. <laughs> the the fact that a gift that was given to them during the tea ceremony is even at the divorce is being uh, disputed, lah. Yeah, and and disputed in you know not not just once but you know now in the court of appeals and everything, I think it's just it's just kind of like uh, it's kind of sad lah, and it can maybe it maybe also informs you a little bit of why why this divorce is happening also lah right yeah yeah and it says it says a lot about the 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 whole dynamic, marriage yeah, yeah that's yeah. <laughs> but I mean just to give you all who's listening the the uh, high level context um, I mean even in the court documents which are public. Uh, they don't disclose the names, um, but they are labeled as H and W. Husband so they got and wife. married. What? It's basically like husband oh, and wife, lah. Fuck! That's what it stands for. Yeah. Oh my god! I was wondering, like, <laughs> why? Why are those two alphabets? Oh, you thought it's Harish, oh, Harish, you know and, and and someone is it? How many times when I was reading, I was like, wait, H is the okay, yeah, he's the okay, W is the oh why? <laughs> oh my. god. God, man. Mm-mm. Okay, that that clears up a lot of things. So, mm. so H and W married on uh in January 2015, and they had a son uh, in November that year. Then the W moved out of the house that they had been living in, which belonged to the par- to the parents of the groom, uh, on 2017, bringing the son along with her. Then she files uh, for divorce on 2018. An interim judgment was granted on 2019. And but both parties were dissatisfied with the judgment made on twenty twenty one 
because they disagreed with with the aspects relating to the division of assets. Mm. So, um, I mean, amongst the assets was like the Bukit Timah property owned by the groom's parents, which was deemed as the matrimonial home because the mm. couple lived there. But I think mm. all that was also disputed. But the one that caught the the news was yeah lah, the one million dollar angpao presented during the tea ceremony. It was a check lah, made out mm. to H. Yep, yep. To right. the husband, right? Yeah. To the husband, yeah. So, so it just became like this court case, and yeah, like for me, I I thought this was interesting because I mean yeah lah, I'm I'm planning my own wedding this year, and I mean it's not going there's not going to be the it's not a Chinese wedding, but mm. the whole angpao thing has always kind of fascinated me. But there are equivalents in in most weddings lah, just this gift of money lah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, basically the argument that the the husband is taking is that yeah, it was given by the father to him in his name, yeah. whereas the white wife is like uh, it was given yeah, to like, them as a couple, given to them as a couple, and there was an initial ruling. Then was then in twenty twenty one said okay, you don't have to split it. Mm-hmm. Right, but then the 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 judge who was presiding over the appeal kind of said that because it was given at the tea ceremony, yeah, uh, which is quite a momentous milestone in the in the wedding process for Chinese weddings, like right, mm-hmm. um, it is given to them, yeah, because the yeah. the the ceremony gives a certain weight, lah. Correct, correct. Um, That's why I say it's interesting, lah. It's because it it, it kind of. This will set the precedent a lot for future big, you know, big ticket divorces uh, like that, lah. Really, but how many weddings like require a precedent to be set when it when it when it uh, involves angpaos given? I mean, okay, so so without like going there first, like as the resident uh, expert on all matters uh, Chinese, uh, what is your take on this? Huh? Um, my my take on what? Sorry. Yeah, like because I mean, you are the resident expert on all matters that are Chinese. No, but you interrupted my point to say to talk about something. Is it? So you want then? Then now you're asking me what's my take on this? What is what? this? I was giving my take. That's why I was you, like wondering why. I you swear, my I thought take. you completed your point already. No, 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 no. I was giving a take. I was, uh, I had, I had a bit more to add. Uh, yeah. So then, when did I interrupt you with what? Uh? uh, because I was saying that uh, this. Whole thing is interesting yeah. because uh, it does set a precedent and kind of oh, informs mm. future uh, people getting married of how important the tea ceremony is in terms of like uh, uh, bonding you all together as a couple. Uh. That means it, the, the significance of the gifts that you all receive during the tea ceremony, um, that becomes your couple's property, uh, you know, if what the judge of appeals is saying. Mm. So like, 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 let's say... Let's say the father gave him that one million dollar check, uh, before the tea ceremony, yeah. Handed him a check that was in his son's name, right? Yeah. Um, I don't think that the judge would split. Would, would, I don't think the judge would even contend that 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 check needed to be split, lah. Mm. But because it was given during the tea ceremony, that's why the the judge is saying that it should be a gift for the couple, lah. Mm. So <laughs> I mean. Uh yeah, next time if 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 you're giving out one million dollar checks at your to your kids at your tea at the tea ceremonies, right? Just yeah, just just know what you're doing. Like you're basically giving five hundred thousand dollars to each to each person. Uh. Yeah. yeah. So so um 
now but that that's saying that it sets the president lah but because you have been through your own tea ceremony right yes 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 i have yeah, yeah. so what is your what is your take on on it lah like, do you agree that it should be split based on whatever details are made public we have no idea the other intricacies because there's other stuff like the the singapore island country club membership kind of being debated mm-hmm. like the total pool of like assets were reduced from 5.4 million to 2.7 million then they got a bunch of cars and it just sounds like a rich people problem but it's mm. still interesting lah uh no i i i rather than give my take lah cuz uh i mean i'm not in that realm of like 1 million dollar checks mm. at the tea ceremony so so it's completely different but remember when 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 i got you to help me with something during, before my wedding i got you to help me bring a whole bunch of uh you know so called gifts lah right to buy my in-laws place yeah, which included yeah. you and me carrying a stretcher with a suckling pig on it right Remember? yeah i don't believe it was a suckling pig because <laughs> a suckling pig is a small pig oh yeah yeah it was a there big, was a, a huge pig, pig okay pig, yeah. when you asked me to come and help you deliver some gifts first of all i wasn't expecting uh any meat mm. um, and then i thought it would be a suckling pig but the pig yeah, was yeah. huge it was huge it was a full pig it was a full so, pig so, yeah uh i, I think that the chinese tradition is is called a kuotali lah which is essentially Yeah, a presentation of gifts, uh, mostly from the the groom side to the the woman's family, lah. You know. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, even back in my day when I was getting married, generally there was a there's a package of things that you can you can buy. Mm. Uh, and then yeah, I mean, it costs money, but it wasn't like out oh, this world expensive and all that. But these days, I go on social media and I see like the. A lot of these young young couples getting married these days, right? Mm. They use the the this quarterly moment as like a big flex by the family. You know what I mean? Like there's a whole table spread of like gifts and food and and I don't know gold and jewelry and everything, and and it's just like this insane show of wealth, ah. And then they take photos. The couple takes a photo of it, like post it on social media, almost like to flex and brag about how much money. Is being exchanged at this at this ceremony, yeah. Mm. So, think about it. Like next time, you know, when one of these young couples have issues and divorce, well, even the you know this kind of kuotali, this kind of ceremony, will the stuff there also be split in half, lah? You know, because mm. it's, it's it's just getting more and more extravagant already. Yeah. The things that people are willing to do, uh, for each other before their weddings, yeah. So, That's why this case to me is is, it's uh, now it sounds crazy, but I think in like ten years time it might be it might be the norm, you know. And we need to have all these precedents set up, lah. Like oh, a gift that was given, you know, uh, during the quarterly ceremony, does it count as a gift for the couple or or just for the just for the wife? You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, so it's a, it's a it's kind of a sign of our times, a sign of our times when. When when million dollar ang pao's are being given at tea ceremonies and and people are fighting over it, yeah. But I mean, like like when I was looking at it, it just feels like if it's given. So my my take very simple one. If it's given at a tea ceremony with both couples there, uh, it should be for both. I mean, for both uh people the 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 couple there, it should be for both, because mm. like uh I mean. So so I know uh, from as an observer the weight of the tea ceremony I don't know the the detailed intricacies of what it means and all but it feels like it's a pretty important 
part of the wedding process like and in some way even for indian weddings for weddings of other cultures there is that it just feels if you're giving a gift uh it'll be kind of a dick move to just put it like give it to one of the couple correct and um but at the tea ceremony at the tea ceremony but you could argue as well in the husband's favor that the father made the check out to him and him alone you know then the father's a like what fuck must give it at that point in time <laughs> yeah that's what I was thinking like you could have it probably should have or could have been given at any other time because it's very telling that it's just only the the the, the son's name on the check right yeah that's why that's like 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 you having a dinner with everyone and then you just take out like a piece of I don't know the chicken or something and you you give it to just your son yeah or like yeah. Yeah. Then, then if the wife wants to eat the chicken, then how? Yeah, it's not. It's not. That's why usually, you know, ang pals, you usually probably would expect some like cash in it, like, right? Yeah. And rather like than the check, like, because the check you still got the bank, you still got to have a bank account and all that, like. Yeah, and apparently it was deposited in his account and not their joint account, and he was supposed yeah. to deposit it in the joint account, but he forgot. Yeah. So that's why. <laughs> That's why you see that there are problems just just off the basis of that already, lah, right? <laughs> and then I think another defense was that the uh, the the gr- the bride got twenty thousand dollars worth of jewelry, uh, from her the I think the in laws, the the groom bought her hundred thousand dollars worth of jewelry as well as a car, mm. and she didn't have to pay for any of the wedding expenses. So who yeah. are these people? But I'm guessing these sort of weddings with th- those sort of quantums of of money. Uh, does happen quite a lot, lah. Right? Happens, ah, uh, happens, ah. Uh. Yeah, it happens quite a lot, and this is this is pre-COVID, lah. When it was maximum flex, lah, maximum flex. Correct, correct. And I guess if anything, it's just you know to it's a it's a probably a, a good um uh what do you call it uh, uh, a good warning warning to couples, uh, young couples, right? Mm. That that um are looking to splurge on their weddings and everything, and um, yeah, I don't I don't really think that they have to talk through some of the a lot of the logistics of it. Yeah, um, I mean, I you know I, I don't like to do this kind of thing like, but because we are here to dissect the story, right? Yeah, I think if you even just looking at the timeline of the of the of of the wedding and everything, they pretty much got married. You know, at the start of twenty fifteen, and they conceived their son by within two months of the wed- of the marriage already. Yeah. So, you know, it's just like yeah, you know, it sounds like a lot, maybe too much, too soon. A lot of changes wow. in their life in, the, <laughs> yeah. in a very short period. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, the fact that they're living with his parents and all that. Also, yeah, you, when when you get married and you just adjust to each other, then suddenly you're pregnant. Then you have to make make space for another. Another human being and everything. It's yeah. just um, yeah. I mean, I always feel that uh, I always feel that when couples don't have time to at least, you know, settle into a marriage or that, it, it it can be quite, quite tricky lah for, for, for the marriage lah in general. Yeah. Yeah. This that's feels why, also so like. A... So that's why that's why, uh, little my little uh, pro tip, on marriage lah, right. <laughs> don't get don't get don't get pregnant immediately. Don't get pregnant immediately. Eh? But yeah. maybe see this itself feels like it's a I know like I earlier I said the first story feels like it deserves a TV show. This deserves like a film, man. 
Yeah. You I even have the a... name of the movie already, the one million dollar ang pao. Million oh, dollar ang pao. Million dollar, uh, yeah. Wow, that's a fantastic like Chinese New Year kind of movie. Yeah, yeah that's why. <laughs> and yeah. and it just traces the, the story. It can be a comedy, it can be a drama, it can be a heist. Mm. Holy shit. No, they gotta make it a courtroom drama. I feel like like this is so interesting what I feel like the courtroom oh. drama would be so interesting when courtroom they argue drama. in the case. With all the evidence and all, because there's apparently an audio recording of the of a conversation with yeah. the wife between the wife and the husband or something. Or they have to pull in all the aunties, and uncles as witnesses. Oh know. yeah, that's right. You know, was the ang pao handed hand like from one hand to another, just the husband or the two of them were holding the ang pao together? Do you remember? So then they have to reenact the, A, which is the videographer's video and everything. And then they have to reenact the tea ceremony. You know, then they can do the the 3D model and then zoom <laughs> yeah. in and zoom out. Wow, yeah. Lawe, that'd be great, man. Yeah, yeah. This could be like Crazy Rich Asians part three. Uh. Yeah. This <laughs> After they get married, then they divorce and everything. Yeah, Yeah, then you find out that maybe like one of the other people in the wedding was instigating the divorce mm. and that led to them falling uh, uh, fall, falling apart. And maybe there's someone who wants to buy the Bukit Timah house. Yeah. Holy shit, this is a treasure trove of stories, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this. And then later the money actually comes from like it's, it's laundered it's, it's laundered money. Oh yeah, correct. <laughs> <laughs> there's some crazy there's some crazy uh plot plot twist there. Oh million dollar ang pao. Yeah. Cool man. But yeah, I mean uh I'm interested to know what people think. La. Yeah. Like should the million dollars be be split or kept? Uh, yeah, kept intact, la. yeah. Yeah. I think my nose also is allergic to this kind of story. Suddenly my nose just clogged up. Can you can you can you hear a difference in my voice? Uh, I can understand why lah. You know, anytime you talk about your talk about wedding now, suddenly you get know, just reacts, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get away from this conversation right now. Yeah, maybe yeah. Maybe my body is rebelling already. <laughs> yeah, then, then your body hurt. What one million ang pao? Oh yeah. God, no. Yeah, what the hell? A million dollar ang pao? Wow, yeah. then this what? Yes, yeah. But yeah, but no lah. I think because it's raining outside as well lah. So. Oh, so it it is raining. Just now I heard like background noise. I was adjusting because, oh, so so it's a it's a nice rainy night. But yeah, uh, big money, big moves. Big money, big moves. Just a couple of weeks, but uh, yeah. I wanted to move on to any big comments that have jumped out at you. Um, this couple of weeks. Uh. I think the the thread that someone started, which you alluded to earlier, the posted mm-hmm. by I think you the Silves S Y L V Y S. Uh, and the the post was just yeah. Anyone else keep refreshing Spotify to see if a new episode is out? And then people were talking about like recommending past episodes, uh, and some were kind of like cognizant that we are working on other stuff in parallel. Some pointed out that yeah, we've also started another podcast in parallel. Some some commented that maybe we are stretching ourselves too thin. Um, mm. We are, but but the good news is like we have an intern who's starting next week, mm. um, and. I mean, we 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 are already working towards getting back to three episodes a week. So so yeah, just just thanks for the people who were saying that who were understanding where what we're where we're coming from. But yeah, it just made me feel like oh fuck, there are people who are refreshing every day to to see whether there are new episodes. That really means a lot, lah. Yeah, yeah, it does. And and I think uh, probably just to reframe, reframe how people are thinking about all this is that yeah, like, as opposed to that we're producing less episodes of of. Yeah, but you know, we we are actually producing a lot of other things as well, right? Yeah. And 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 we're all very excited about all these projects and 
But we always know that Yalabad is like this this thing that we 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 need lah, right? It's almost like a it's a very cathartic release. Yeah, it for is. Us man. To, yeah, whether it's to talk about things going on in our lives, things that Singaporeans are talking about. And you know, it's the same things that, that even over our lunches with our colleagues or, or, or with our family, these are things that we're all talking about as well, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's like um yeah, yeah, I mean I think rather than see it as like Oh God! How come they're not producing as much? It's just, just, I think you know. I would love for people to, you know, feel happy that we're so busy with a lot of different things, and and we're just we're just uh, producing more types of different content that you can consume as well, uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, we also uh, kind of like building up the the resources to make sure that we can continue with these episodes, like, Because there is a nice thing about the currency of episodes, also. Mm, right, correct, correct, correct. Uh, and I think people, some, one user also pointed out that they would rather we they prefer that we make content that in that that we are genuinely interested in as opposed to just churning stuff out for the sake of churning stuff out like, and I mm. appreciate that man yeah yeah and what uh, about you yeah, yeah so, so even the just the comment on our last podcast about about the Johnny Depp defamation trial right yeah I think uh, there was one comment from Jacob Russell God uh, who has been following the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial? Who had been following it for, uh, in much more in depth than I did, and 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 he also gave he or she gave a lot of details about the so-called mountains and mountains of lies that Amber Heard put on the stand, uh, you know. Hmm. So so yeah, I really just reading the 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 summary the summary here. I feel like yeah, actually, uh, it is a very interesting case and. I'm so glad that some some people have have actually come onto our Reddit to just tell us that there's so much more to the story than just than just what you you guys are also reading the headlines, right? Mm, uh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So it's it's a yeah. Do do check it out. Do check out the comment if you can, because yeah, there's a lot of interesting. There, I, I from there I started googling, and I saw a lot of other interesting aspects of the case that I completely either forgot or just didn't mention. Uh, in our podcast, uh, yeah. I see. I see. It's cool, man. Cool, cool, cool. cool. Okay, and what about the one shock thing for the week or for the past few days? Would you like to go first? Uh, yeah. I mean, I finally, finally, finally managed to catch Top Gun. Uh, over the weekend, oh. kind of last week over slash over the weekend. Uh, and it was everything that I hoped it would be, lah. It was mm. really. It was really, I mean, it was really that awesome. Lah. It was, it was really just like this is why we go back, why we're all going back to cinemas. This is why we can't just be cooped up at home, Netflix and chilling. This is why you know we pay, I don't know why I paid like seventeen dollars for IMAX ticket mm. to 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 see the crowd, you know, braving COVID and everything as well. You know, that, that, I mean, yeah, very that was very brave of me. I have to add. But yeah, I mean, just everything about it was just amazing. Mm. And I, I believe you have also had the chance. Yeah. I mean, I am it. the first person to shit on uh, movies that Terrence highly recommends. Yes. Like, like few things bring me more joy. Yeah. But I also watched it over the past weekend. And one of the first things I did after I came out was like, I messaged Terrence, holy fuck shit, Top Gun, Top Gun was amazing. Yeah. It was right. really, like from the first minute, I loved it. And I'm probably going to watch it again. Uh, I watched it in IMAX. You have to watch it in IMAX. And yeah. 
Yeah, because I, I, I have sense of sense myself getting more jaded at these kind of like huge ass tentpole movies, like all the Marvel crap that's been coming out. But yeah. I watched this, uh, I was like, oh my god, this, this is what it's all about, lah. Renewed faith in like the the medium of cinema and all that, right? Yeah, and it doesn't need to be some profound, profound like uh, you know intellectual movie that gets yeah. you realizing you need cinema, but just an event, event like that. I mean, a movie like this that is meant for people to enjoy with big speakers, a big screen, in a crowd of people, and 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 yeah, I I I watched it because I was sitting, I and I was sitting in the corner of the IMAX theater. Now I want to like watch it while seated in the middle of the theater, where the you know the sound is perfect and all that. Mm, mm, mm. It was just that amazing, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's just a fun experience. movie. The plot is like objectively like uh, not the most complex, but yeah. holy shit, it's great, la. It's fucking great. Yeah. yeah, it's really nothing bad you can say about it. The music, the just, I mean, the laughs just came all at the right times. The performances of everyone. My goodness, man. Even the cheesy scenes were cheesy in a great way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was. And then I, I, you don't even need to watch the original, like or watch the original Top Gun to, yeah. to like Top Gun, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So I've become that guy. La. I go to every social gathering. I go, have you, have you guys watched Top Gun? You know? <laughs> and uh, how many social gatherings have you been since the movie? Mm, uh, one, two, three... Maybe four, four or so. And yeah. how how has the response been? When do people roll their eyes? Uh no, people who have watched it like their their faces light up. Oh, oh, same thing lah. Yeah, yeah, because they watched it, their faces light up. Yeah, because you haven't met anyone who had not did not like it, right? Uh yeah, I haven't. I haven't met a single person that, oh, that said great, I, I didn't. I couldn't stand it. Yeah, so, great. Yeah. I don't. Know, I just. Cool, I just man. had to put it out there. Probably best movie I've seen this year, already. I would yeah. say best movie for me in a long time, man. Yeah. That I've watched in the cinema. Yeah. yeah I would say yeah. you need to get out of your house and, and watch it in the cinema. You yeah. won't be, no matter how, how beautiful your sound system is, it won't do justice to the show. And if you don't like it, please just come on to our Reddit and tell us why. I'm yeah. really curious because I also haven't found a review that talks about it in a way that that, that kind of puts it down. Yeah. Correct, correct. Yeah, it's great. It's great. It's great. So what is your one shock thing? Uh, my one shock thing is, um, uh, I think last year or at some point in the past, my one shock thing was a comedy special done by Bo Burnham, mm. who is like a who was a prodigious YouTuber who became like a, one of my comedy heroes and is just a, a brilliant comedian la. So he had a stand up special he filmed during COVID called Inside. It was filmed entirely in on the inside of his house and it's really, it just, it blew me away. Like, it blew me away. It's a mix of songs and comedy sets and yeah, it was beautiful. And I found out that two weeks ago, no, one week ago, he released uh, a one hour plus of compilation of the outtakes on his YouTube channel. Mm. Yeah, mm. so, so I'm, I haven't watched it yet but I'm so excited to watch it because I love that special I love Bo Burnham and yeah, I I, I think it'll be great. Like, but even if you don't watch that, if you haven't watched Inside, if you have Netflix, I think it's 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 a it's a good time, like it's a good time. Mm. Have you watched it? No, not yet. No, not yet. Yeah, yeah. What are you talking um, about the, the video you're seeing or what? 
Oh, the Netflix, no, no, the, the Netflix, the Netflix special. special. No, I haven't. Uh, yeah. No. I mean, it, it, it was probably a lot, carried a lot more weight if you watched it when you were in lockdown mm. uh, or in some sort of circuit breaker or um, yeah, some sort of like constraint. But I think watching it now, yeah, I'm sure it'll be good. Mm. So yeah, the outtake should be interesting. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, man. Cool. Right. Yeah, we we did it. We We squeezed one out. Yeah, we squeezed them out. Um, yeah, but yeah, don't don't everyone like where I think this week alone we're recording, or we're going by the end of the week we should have recorded. I think like four podcasts, huh, right? Yeah, correct. Four different one, podcasts. Yeah, yeah, one will be coming out in like a week and a half with a special guest. Yes, so do check it out. Cool. All right, man. All right. Adios, everybody. Peace.